0: You're watching
1: WLWT News 5 leading the way.
0: All right. Good morning to you. Happy opening day. Uh, we got our red on, reds gear on. I'll be changing into my jersey in just a little bit before we get rolling with the parade and the game later on. Uh, we're going to talk all things opening day coming up in here in just a moment. We do have some pretty big headlines uh, to get to first. Uh, first up, out in the uh, western side of Kentucky, uh, two Black Hawk helicopters have crashed during a some training runs overnight. Not very many details coming out about this, but uh, it is expected that there might be some casualties with this one.
1: Yes, we've got a story up on our website. Um, WLWT.com, uh... courtesy of the Associated Press. More information is coming in mm-hmm. uh, seemingly by the minute. The crash happened around 10 p.m. in Trigg County uh, yesterday. The um, 101st Airborne confirming the crash, saying it resulted in several casualties, uh, but didn't give any further detail on that. So, um, on a day that is supposed to be happy mm-hmm. uh, not only here in Cincinnati but around the country opening day um, some sad news that we'll have to keep track on and when we do have updates we'll provide them for you on our Absolutely. website
0: yeah the sun just coming up um, right now over there so we'll be getting updates through um, out the day with the uh, two black hawk helicopters crash uh, back here locally yesterday afternoon and um, if you saw smoke along the Ohio River a, a barge actually caught fire it had some diesel fuel it was a pretty difficult one for firefighters to put out because you're putting water on it but then they had to pump the water off of it to keep it from sinking so they could get the fire out and right. keep that diesel fuel from getting into the river so it's yeah. a big
1: mess for them it uh, sounds like a the world's most complicated uh, math problem. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Not a, no danger to the public, which is the good news. You see something like that, you hear something like that, yeah. you instantly think what that could lead to, um, but uh, no danger to the public uh, believed uh, to be there, um, and the cause of the fire is still under investigation, uh, but I do believe it has been put out. So um, and so the only further update we're waiting for now is what led to that fire. We're not necessarily waiting for this is... You know, cause for concern for future public uh, public consumption of water or yes, anything absolutely.
0: like that. Yeah, they had a uh, shelter-in-place order for about a half mile around that mm-hmm. area yesterday out of uh, precaution, and firefighters stayed on scene for any hotspots that might have popped up, but they were on top of that one uh, quickly and uh, were able to handle it, which is great. Um, out of Kentucky, House Bill 150, a very controversial uh, bill down there. Uh, it was actually overridden. Governor Andrew Beshear vetoed it the uh, legislature uh, overrode that veto and this is has to do with uh, transgender teens and uh, gender affirming care. Um, basically the Kentucky legislator, uh, legislatures say that if you are under the age of 18 you cannot receive gender affirming care. Supporters of this bill say that they might regret it down the line. This is something they should wait on until after 18. And uh, those opposed to this bill saying they are basically infringing uh, on these young kids' rights and that they are already a marginalized group, these uh, transgender teens, and this is something um for their care so uh, a lot of talk on both sides the other bills love this like this have been across the country as well um so now this one popped up here in Kentucky a yep. uh,
1: 20 uh 29 to 8 vote um in the senate to override uh the bill and like you were saying uh as you were saying what the arguments were you're like wow, you hear that in pick a state yep. <laughs> in the union right now um, that's been going on and uh i can't remember exactly what uh governor bashir's uh, Talking points were when he vetoed it, but he outlined some reasons why. He was like, even if you agree with this, here are the things you have to consider uh, for this, and which is why this is not going into effect. I believe lawsuits was one of those uh, reasoning. So we'll see how this plays out. This issue and this particular bill most likely no uh, is uh, very far from being finished. Yes. Um, so we'll c- continue to keep an eye on that. But that did happen last night Just- or yesterday as well.
0: All right. So let's talk a little bit about opening day. It's a holiday here in Cincinnati. We are ready. We are going to be. Uh airing the parade on WLWT twelve uh to two o'clock. We have folks in the parade on floats walking in it. It's gonna be a absolute great time. So uh reminder there's gonna be some road closures around there yeah, lots a of them <laughs> because the parade route is not short going down Race Street and turning on Fifth Street heading towards uh, uh Fountain Square. So best bet, you know, get close Uber in or just Uber from home and then walk away and then Uber back home because if you're gonna drive down there you're probably gonna get stuck.
1: Yes, that's right. And we've got a Um, A full list of everything you would want to know about the parade. Um, Just a few of the road closures, Race Street, Elm Street, Finley Street, Elder Street, Green Street, Henry Street, Dunlap Street, Logan Street. All all the streets. Yeah, just avoid (laughs) the area uh, as best you can uh, after you get there uh, for the parade and and for the game. Uh, But yeah, we have that full uh, list of closures on our website, Mm -hmm. WLWT.com. Dual grand marshals for the parade as well. Um, So that'll be fun. And then uh, it's Green Day, Hunter Green, uh, the opening Day starter for uh, the Reds today, and what it, and we were talked a little bit about it the other day. But this is going to be, uh, you know, there's not a ton of excitement for the Reds season coming off of a hundred-loss year, and I think this year is going to be kind of like a middling ground. Twenty twenty four might be the year to start thinking, okay, maybe sneak into one of the wild card spots, um, if not compete for the division yeah. when you take a look at a team like the Braves in twenty eighteen who kind of surprised everyone to win the NL East. But this is gonna be kind of that hybrid year where they brought in a lot of guys on one year deals. Who knows if they'll be here all year or if they'll get swapped out uh for a midseason trade to yeah. help to help uh uh, put play, more players in that pipeline to get ready to participate for the uh, and compete in the future. Um, so this will kind of be a weird year, kind of a gap year between where the Reds have been and what they're hoping the future is. Um, but I think they're going to be better than last year. So definitely a team worth watching, paying attention for, and then uh, maybe begin to think about competing in 2024.
0: Yeah, and that's the, just how teams of this market size kind of right. have to do it: build your farm system, come up, take your shot. The Royals. Had an incredible run back in 2014, 15, back-to-back World Series appearances because they built the farm team up. Had all these great players for those couple years, and unfortunately had to start selling, trading away players just because that's the that's the nature of baseball. You can't pay people like the Yankees. Not everybody can do that. Yankees, (laughs) Mets, Dodgers, things like that. Uh, Joey Votto not in the opening day lineup. It's maybe his first one he's ever missed, but definitely as a red, Um, that shoulder surgery he had back in the fall. It's healing, it's better, everything's great. He's been participating in spring, spring training, but they still just want to slow roll it because you want them available for the summer in a hopeful po- post-season push. Right. Like we were one. talking about
1: the other day again, everyone focuses on opening day, but there's a game after that and a game, game after that. that and 100 games and out later, so they're hoping to have Votto be available for the last 100 games instead mm-hmm. of the first 60 or so.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to talk about some local ties uh, for this Reds team and a little more about what to expect from the team. Let's get over to Allison Rogers for our weather. All right, temperatures are in the 30s right now across greater Cincinnati. So what we're looking at around town is again, we've got that cloudy sky rolling through here now, but we will see some sunshine throughout the rest of today. So temperatures as we get closer to the parade step off time around 48 degrees, a little bit chilly outside, especially for that. But once we get to about the end of the parade, it starts warming up really nicely. Temperatures closely to about 60 by first pitch, and then after that we start to see temperatures falling down to the upper 50s, still staying quiet. Appreciate that. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more baseball. There's going to be a hometown kid on the Reds this year. Very cool. Somebody who grew up in the shadow of the Reds, and now the Cub Caf graduate is going to be playing catcher for the Reds. That's
1: right. Luke Mailey, uh... signed one-year deal. One of those one-year deals that we were talking about mm-hmm. yeah, not too yeah. long ago. I actually did spend last year in the state of Ohio. He was with the Guardians up in Cleveland last year, um, and catching is. Not not a weakness, uh but once Tyler Stevenson went down last year for the Reds you could th- tell it was, they were hurting. They were hurting. And it wasn't because of necessarily a lack of quality, it was just guys really weren't ready to play uh catcher in the major league level. Luke May hopefully will hope well, first of all, hopefully Stevenson is healthy yeah. this year. But if something happens, Maley can step in, be a presence. Uh has spent uh seven year this will be his eighth year in the big leagues. Um, former all everything at cubcaf <laughs> for the baseball team. Meredith Sutz spoke with uh his former head coach there in uh, uh talked about how he's the best player he's ever seen come through Northern Kentucky mm-hmm. in his over fifty years uh being with the Colonels. So um, and he was very adamant. He was like, Yeah, I'm home but this is not a homecoming season. I'm not just gonna sit back and enjoy being home gonna put my best foot forward, help the Reds win some games, um, but it's always fun. And Reds fans are used to pulling for, uh, or having guys on the roster from Kentucky, Louisville for their college days, but it's, it's a little extra special to have a hometown kid in your in your club.
0: Absolutely. Good luck to him. Good luck to the Reds. It should be an exciting season. You know, we I think everybody just wants to see some progress. You right. know, just see a team that's growing, a team that's building, a team that's going to put a product on the field that can hopefully, you know, compete a little bit more down the road because, you know, we know the odds. I think the, world, the Reds winning the World Series is like plus 22,000 or something like yeah. that some a very large number. yeah and um,
1: we we were talking after uh one of our episodes ended uh we uh killed the feed on Facebook and we were talking about what the over under was and it looked like the reds had the worst over under uh in the NL Central which mm-hmm. is kind of bananas to think even below the Pirates who they're opening the season against today um, I don't think they'll be quite that bad um, again 100 wins not really on the table at least for me of course things could always go wrong <laughs> everyone could get injured they have yes. to bring the whole bats team up or yes, whatever sure. um, but this team should win 70 ish games as a baseline mm-hmm. and if a couple of the young guys uh catch fire and some, catch some people in who knows the Cardinals Brewers might struggle a bit. Things could be interesting by the trade deadline. Yeah,
0: all you need is you know a few wins here or there, a couple breaks, because it is a long 160. And was a marathon, mention, not a sprint. It is it is a <laughs> marathon. But the games will not be. we got to touch yeah, on this. That's With right. a pitch clock now. So if you have not heard, a pitcher cannot just walk around the mound doing his whole used to routine. Batters can't just step in and out of the box. There is now a clock between the batter and the pitcher as far as staying on the rubber, staying in the batter box to uh, speed up games. And it's really been working in spring training. But yeah, two hours and 20 yeah, minutes is so? the
1: average game has declined by about 27 minutes that's from, spring tra- that's uh, from games last year's spring training to this year's spring training. Um, so we'll see how that works. And I actually took a break from watching spring training for the World Baseball Classic, mm-hmm. watched some spring training games last year, and had to actively remind myself that there was a pitch clock. It was jarring yeah. at first, but then you're like, oh, yeah, that's just things are this year. So that's one of the few new rules. Shift bands as well, bigger bases, which uh, MLB is hoping will lead to more stolen bases and more aggressive base running. Um, so along with uh, road closures and everything you know about the parade, we've got a little preview of what all those rule changes are and how mm-hmm. that is expected to affect the game also on our website for you as well. yeah get ready y'all. Baseball season is here. Alright, right.
0: the parade is from noon to two right here on WLWT, so if you aren't there, if you are there, wave to us, we'll be out there, but if you have to stay home and watch it, turn us on. Uh, we'll take you through the parade for those couple of hours. 4:10. First pitch, your Cincinnati Reds will be taking the field for the 2023 campaign. Good luck to them. We'll have all things covered. That's Fletcher Keel, Stephen albritton Have a great day happening opening day.